We will be reading from uh, the collection of books in Proverbs, Proverbs 17, Proverbs 22, Proverbs 25, and Proverbs 27. Uh, this is a collection of uh, wisdom. Proverbs uh, 17, chapter 17. A friend loves at all times, and a brother is born for adversity. Proverbs 22, 24 to 25. Do not make friends with a person given to anger, or go with a hot-tempered person, or you will learn his ways and find a snare for yourself. Proverbs 25, 17. Let your foot rarely be in your neighbor's house, or he will become weary of you and hate you. Proverbs 27, 14 and 17. One who blesses his friend with a loud voice early in the morning, it will be considered a curse to him. As iron sharpens iron, so one person sharpens another. Praise God for the reading of his word. We may now be seated. Good morning to all. I hope I am being heard loud and clear. So this morning, po, we will continue with our uh, series break. Uh, we are having this, this break from our study in the book of Hebrews. So we are devoting our Sunday, last Sunday, we, the pastor, uh, our, our brother Ed uh, Pilapil Jr. started on the wisdom and, uh, and friendship, uh, the first part. And uh, today, we will be continuing in the second part uh, of our uh, sort of mini-series in the, the, the different verses. Uh, found in the book of Proverbs. So we're now on part two of wisdom and friendship. And uh, before we dig on the, the verses that we have read a while ago, may I ask you the following uh, questions or at least to do the following. Uh, next slide. Uh, may I ask you, who are your friends? Sino po ang inyong mga kaibigan? And uh, for this exercise, next slide, as you close your eyes and think about them. No? Who are your closest friends? Meron ba kayong mga, mga kaibigan? <laughs> or best friends, BFF? Next slide. And uh, uh, do you have a mutual best friend? Pag sinabi natin mutual best friend, you regard this person or these persons as your best friend or best friends and they regard you as well as their best friend or their best friends. Uh, we're not talking here of uh, sa mga married couples. No, we're not talking here of our spouse, your husband and wife. Obviously, they should be your, your best friend. No, we're talking here of other people other than your, your husband and your wife or your children. So you have, do you have other people that you regard as your friend? Or people regard you as their friend or their best friend. Next slide. Then, uh, what is he or she like? Uh, why do you have her or him as your, your friend or your best friend? We're also not talking about your girlfriend or your boyfriend, if you have one. Uh, we're talking here of someone other than your special someone. So what does he or she look like? Uh, 
not only in the physical aspect but in other forms or character. Next slide. Would someone consider you as their friend or their best friend? Do you know that you are a, a best friend to someone? Uh, next slide. And how would uh, they or he or she describe you as a friend? How would they describe you? How would that person describe you naman as a friend? So kanina, you're thinking of describing your friend. Now, what do you think uh, that friend would describe you? How would he or she describe you? As a friend. Next slide. It says here that the body of Christ, the church, is a community of believers. Of course, we know that already, you know, that this is a body. So having different functions, having different forms, just like our bodies. We have different organs, we have different parts with different functions. And such is the picture also of the church. And in the community life, we develop friendships. So as you look around, do you see your friend here? Uh, do you have friends here in this community, in this church? Or maybe your friends are out there uh, in your neighbor, in your neighborhood as your, as your neighbor. Next slide. Uh, how would you describe a friend? How would you define a friend? I remember this 80s song. I'd like to share it with you, not singing it, but uh, maybe reading it along with you. Next slide. Uh, this is entitled, A Friend. So, yung mga boomers dito, maybe you would know this song. This is a song by Kino. It says there, I've still been searching and long have I waited for someone to like me as me. So somehow, it, it sounds like a love song. To laugh with to cry with, to be just beside with a friend, that's who I need. So do you need a friend to laugh with, to cry with, or just be beside with, to fight with, and then make up with, to know that you need them, believing that they need you too. And then the song goes, to walk hand in hand with, to argue, and to talk with, friend, that's who I need. And even though I make mistakes and um, never do anything right, a smile, a hug can change all that and everything will be alright. Someone who will share all my dreams and ambitions. Someone who love me as me. I need this person, someone to rely on. A friend, that's who I need. A friend. That's who I need. So, uh, basically, this song describes uh, that kind of friend. And if you're here last Sunday, and if you have heard uh, Brother Ed uh, speak on, on the first part, I believe he mentioned a different, different kinds of friendships. Uh, there are these friendships that are bonded physically. Uh, they are bonded uh, maybe emotionally. Uh, but the deeper kind... The best kind of friendship is the one that is bonded spiritually. Oh, next slide. And so let me share with you at least the two foundations of Christian friendship. So if you're building 
this friendship in other than what I will share with you as the foundation, it may be a weak, uh, poor kind of friendship. Uh, and these two foundations where we must build our friendship with one another would be, of course, the triune God. No? The triune God. And uh, our friendship must be based, must be built on our triune God. We have God's love as the best example. No? The love of God as also our best expression. This unconditional love. So let us also uh, uh, build our foundation according to uh, God's love. And also the labor of Jesus Christ. No? His sacrificial death on the cross. And his victorious uh, uh, deliverance from the dead. And uh, being raised up from the dead to give us life. And of course, the leading of the Holy Spirit. So we base, we, we ground our friendship on the triune God. And we cannot separate the Word of God from Him. Uh, so, hindi po po pwede na, yes, we believe in God, but we don't believe in His Word. It cannot be that we say that we trust God, but we don't trust His Word. It goes hand in hand. So if we trust God, we also must trust His Word. We must believe His Word. And so our, our friendship, when we, when we define it or when we describe it as something that is Christian, it must be based on God and it must be based on His Word. Next slide, please. And so, this is what a wise Christian friend would look like. Uh, and as we discuss five pictures of what a wise Christian friend, it is our prayer, it is my personal prayer today, that we will be this kind of friend to someone. Uh, next slide. The body of Christ, again, the church is a community of believers and in community life, we develop friendships. Next. And our prayer is that we would build friendships that is built on biblical wisdom. It is built on God as the center of our friendship and it is built on His very words. Okay. Next. So, where do we get this? Of course, the scripture is full of wisdom and the wise in heart will take heed. Will not only listen, but will also obey and apply. But the fools, they will ignore the wisdom of the ages. And so it is again also our prayer that we develop bonds of friendships that are aligned not only with our triune God, of course, that is very important, but also with His Word. So, let's look at these five points, these five uh, uh, pictures of what a wise Christian friend would look like. Next slide. Number one, a wise friend loves at all times. Not just when it is convenient, no, but at all times. We have read a while ago in, in Proverbs 17, uh, 17, a friend loves at all times and the brother is born for adversity. So we have here a picture of a friend transforming 
or maturing or developing or changing uh, to become a brother. So we have here someone initially who is a friend, who loves at all times, and then becomes a brother. So there's this, this, this change of relationship, a change of role from being a friend to being a brother, or should I say as well as a sister. So it comes with being born. So it, it, it comes with being uh, inherent, having this inherent role as we are born. So naipapanganak daw po. So pag pinanganak tayo, uh, when we become a friend, we also become a brother, especially during adversity. And so a wise friend loves at all times. Uh, there's this, uh, this kind of, of friendship that is called a fair weather friendship or a fair weather friend. Uh, do, you have, do you know someone? Do you have someone who is a fair weather friend? You know, a fair weather friend. He or she is your friend during fair weathers, uh, during good times, or during when you are um, in, in plenty. Uh, so, nandyan sila. Pag uh, walang problema, pag baayos, pag smooth sailing ang buhay. Uh, they are fair weather friends. So, it's a fair weather friendship. So, they are there pag uh, your birthday, for example, uh, or if you have uh, siguro bagong sweldo ka, nandyan sila. Uh, uh, when you're when you're up there, uh, but when you are down there, when you are struggling, when you are having a difficult time or situation, uh, it seems na nawala sila. Uh, sabi nga ni Brother Eddie Labios kanina, nalagas. Uh, dumaan lang yung bagyo, parang yung mga, mga bulaklak at mga halaman and mga leaves, nagkandalagas, nagkandawala na sila. Yet, a wise Christian friend loves at all times. Uh, and of course, it's difficult to, to find this kind of friend except in Jesus Christ. Uh, so we can, we can have Christ as our friend who would love us at all times, even when we are still sinners, and even when we are discouraged or depressed and we sin. He loves us. So, I hope we are this kind of friend who loves at all times. Not just when it is convenient. Not just when it is fair weather or the, the weather is fair. And so as brothers and also as sisters, we should defend each other in Christ. In our community, we connect with one another, but we also protect each other. So during adversities, during difficult times or difficult situations, we change our role. We become brothers and sisters to our friend. Uh, so to give you a simple illustration, we can be a Bruce Banner. We can be mild-mannered. We can be caring. We could be loving. Next slide. We could be soft-spoken. We could be always there uh, as, as a Bruce Banner. Uh, but when difficult situations come, uh, pag may trials, pag may bagyo, pag merong mga adversities, 
We change, we transform to become a hawk for them. We become the hawk for them. So we, we change to, to something tougher or stronger and we become a brother or sister to others. So this is one picture of a wise Christian friend. A friend who loves at all times. But when there's adversity, when there's difficult situations, hardships, trials, problems, they become brothers and they, be, they become sisters. And so yung connection nila is not only out of friendship or out of superficial commonality, they become relatives, uh, bonded with blood as a brother and a sister. Of course, in the church, we are brothers and sisters, not out of blood, but out of Christ. It is through Christ that we are bonded and that bond is very strong. It's a spiritual bond and it is stronger than the physical and the emotional bond that we may develop. Now, the second picture of a wise Christian friend, as uh, we have read, is that of a, an influencer. An influencer. And we are given a warning in uh, Proverbs chapter 22, verses 24 to 25. It says there, do not associate with a man given to anger. A while ago, we have read, I think, the New International uh, Version, the NIV Version, and uh, the word associate has something to do with being a friend, uh, being associated with, being a friend. Uh, so do not associate. So this is a, a negative warning, that we are not to be a friend, we are not to uh, be associated with someone who is given to anger, who is sold out to anger who lives a, a, a life or a lifestyle of, of anger. Or go with a hot-tempered man. That's, the, that's a, a, a picture of this, this man who is given to anger. Hot-tempered. So, meron lang konting uh, uh, struggle or konting problema or konting issue. No? Grabe na yung kanyang galit. No? And where do we find this kind of person? So tingin ninyo, saan po natin na makikita kadalasan itong mga taong to? Well, I like to suggest in the social media. Uh, maybe you have there your friends who are easily angered or who are easily uh, or hot-tempered. Uh, may, may konting ano lang, may konting problem lang sa community, sa, sa family, sa wherever, uh, sa government. Uh, nandun na kagad sila. Uh, they're out there ranting and, and expressing their anger no, and their whatever. No? And so, what, what, what's the problem of associating with these kinds of people? It says there, you will learn his ways and find a snare, a trap for yourself. Two things. One, you will learn their ways. And in learning their ways, you become like them. Uh, I picture a rotten apple being placed in fresh in a basket of fresh apples now, that rotten apple will not become fresh what would happen is that the fresh apples would become rotten so it, it, be, it become a trap for yourself because you will become this kind of person as well be careful no? be careful of associating 
with these kinds of people. And if this is us, we may influence other, others as well. Our spouse, our children, our neighbors, our community. Therefore, we must choose our friends wisely. This is a very important practical truth, especially for our our youth, that we are to choose our friends wisely. It's not that we shy away from these kinds of people, but our motive is to influence them in a positive way. Hindi po yung vice versa. It is them who are influencing us. It must be us who should influence them. So the scripture warns us not to associate with someone who cannot control his or her temper, lest we learn their ways. There's always a root to a problem. And so these anger issues these anger problems, there's always a root problem why they are manifesting this. So it's good that our motive is to befriend them so that we will know and we will help them, guide them, identify the roots of why they are angry okay? and, and help them uh, uh, accordingly no? as they struggle with this as well. Uh, or... Uh, Maybe you'll be asking, next slide, what if I already have a friend who is given to anger, who is a hot-tempered person? I already have this friend. I'm talking of a friend, not a spouse, not your husband or your wife or your children or your parents. Someone, a friend who is given to anger. What if I already have this kind of friend? Well, number one, pray for them. And number two, be a role model for them. No, and perhaps the, one of the best answers to one answer to this question is number three. Now, number three. Let's look at number three. Wise friends, or should I say, wise Christian friends, should sharpen one another as iron sharpens iron. No, I think this is one one good answer to that question. No, be an iron to that. To that friend. So instead of that friend influencing you, it is you who should influence them. It says in Proverbs 27, verse 17, iron sharpens iron. So one man sharpens another. Two things. Number one, first you must be an iron. You cannot sharpen an iron if you yourself is not an iron. You can be a sharpener to a pencil, but that's a different point. The point here is a steel, an iron, sharpening another iron. You cannot use plastic or a styropor or paper or whatever form aside from or other than metal to sharpen another iron. So it must be that we, you and I, must first be an iron. And second, if you are in an iron, you need to sharpen another iron. Because it's an iron sharpening another iron. So wise friends should sharpen one another. And this, you know, this verse, it has so many applications. It has so many applications. And perhaps as you gather as a group in the next few days or uh, gather as a family or as friends, 
Uh, you can you can choose this particular portion and and a part, and it has so many applications. When you sharpen another, you can sharpen them out of the things that you talk about. Ano bang pinag-uusapan natin? Ano bang pinag-uusapan natin sa grupo? What are we talking about in our family? What are we talking about in our in our growth group? What do we talk about? Uh, of course, it's good to talk about our problems, to share our problems. Uh, and uh, of course, it's also equally good to talk about the Word of God. And we cannot give what we don't have. So meaning, we cannot be an iron if we are not an iron. So if we don't read the Bible, if we don't apply the Bible, if we don't obey the Bible, we don't have at least uh, the credibility to share that we suppose that we should do. If we ourselves, we are not doing those. So it must be that we are obedient to the Word of God before we can say to another person, be obedient to the Word of God. We cannot say that we are to, to, to worship God if we ourselves, we are not worshiping God. So an iron sharpens iron. Friends should sharpen one another's devotion to the Lord. These are the, these are the deeper things that we must uh, sharpen with one another. Uh, yung, yung devotion natin to the Lord. Like asking our, our friends, uh, are you devoting time to the Lord? Are you giving Him time? Uh, and uh, how's your devotion? Is it consistent? Is it daily? Is it occasional? Is it yearly? Uh, so, devotion to the Lord. Service to family. Within the family, how are we? How are we sharpening one another? How can we serve one another? How can we help one another in our community, in your growth groups? And then, commitment to the Great Commission. Pabigat ng pabigat, the Great Commission, making disciples of all nations, and it doesn't stop there. Baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit. And furthermore, teaching them to obey all the commands that have been given. So commitment to the Great Commission. Are we committed? Or are we still committed? Are we still on board in making disciples? Now, these are the deeper things that, are, that should be talked about, pinag-uusapan within the group, within friendships, and then involvement in the community, involvement in the community. So this week, in the upcoming days, I hope and I pray that this is one of the things that you should be talking about, especially in your growth groups. If you're not yet part of a growth group, we continue to encourage you to be part of one because it is in a growth group that we can sharpen one another, that we can learn from one another. Number four, Another picture is that found in Proverbs 28, verse 17. It says there, let your foot rarely, rarely be in your neighbor's house. So the, the context here is you are friends with your neighbors. And uh, you are familiar with this neighbor of yours. Let your foot rarely be in your neighbor's house or, this is what will happen, 
he will become weary of you and unfortunately hate you. So friends are like good neighbors. So that's the idea. It's a picture of, of, uh, of, uh, of being neighbors. And out of this verse, I believe there are mga sayings. Uh, they also call them as proverbs, by the way. Uh, but not biblically, but uh, maybe according to the pattern or very similar to it. So I, I, I'm sure you have heard of one familiarity breeds contempt. Familiarity daw. Pagka naging familiar na kayo sa isa't isa, usually nakikita nyo na, you can see already the flaws, no? yung mga weaknesses, mga problems, and so you become parang, uh, ah, ito pala siya, no? you, you get to see the real person. And yung mga disillusionment natin, uh, dati kasi they're putting their best foot forward now, you have seen them in their worst. And so you get to see them as who really they are. No? So familiarity breeds contempt. No? That's a, a, uh, one, I believe, proverb that was taken from this. Okay? And uh, says there that they will welcome you. Uh, yes, no? we have these kinds of friends that would welcome us. Yet, you should not overstay the welcome. No? So the, the word here is do not abuse their kindness or our friendship with them or their friendship with us. So we set boundaries. We set limits. Yes, we can be invited in certain occasions, uh, but the worst thing is we go there without being invited. Experience yun na po yun. Nag-invita kayo lima lang, dumating sampu or cinquenta, no? fifty came in. How, how, how did you feel? No? You prepared uh, a meal for five and then this friends of yours would invite other friends. You know, sila yung nag-imbita. It's not really you as the host who invited them. Minsan, di ba, nakakahiya no, sa atin kasi, ay, kasi na-prepare ko ito lang. So, paano ngayon yan? And so, if you are invited, and we know someone who was not invited, it's difficult to invite them. May kilala kayong ganun? Or ganun ba tayo? Uh, naghahanap tayo ng ano, ng sama natin. Uh, siguro naiya tayo or whatever. No? So, uh, the, the word here is not to abuse and to set boundaries. A wise friend is aware of his or her friend's need for personal time. Uh, and uh, in other words, give space. So don't, don't always be in your friend's house. Although that's good. Uh, but uh, your friend might need some, some, some personal time. Uh, as a person and as a family as well. No? So, uh, we avoid this, this kind of, of being this kind of friend. Uh, yung tinatawag natin na over-needy friend, over-needy. So, you feel that you're always being needed by this friend of yours. So, you tend to be there all the time for this person. I think there's nothing wrong with being a friend to someone, no? especially during times of problems and troubles and adversaries but it's a different thing if you are always there uh, even uh, when we are not needed uh, so let us put boundaries uh, at first instance nung pinag-aaralan ko po to parang parang di maganda no parang parang negative yata ito but uh, 
really in reality, uh, I'm sure some of you, especially those who are hosting mga, mga gatherings, no, you would you would know this and you would relate to this. So what's the idea here? We must be aware of our limits. We must be aware of of uh, our boundaries. Uh, so let us be sensitive and let us be good neighbors and friends to each one. And then last but not the least, of number 5, verse 14 of chapter 27, He who blesses his friend, wow, ganda no, nung simula. He who blesses his friend, this is the problem, with a loud voice. Uh, that's the first premise, loud voice. Uh, so have you tried blessing with a loud voice? Well, it's a hyperbole, hyperbole, just like the, the number four, hyperbole yon, no? hyperbole, so exaggeration. No? So meaning excessive blessing, excessive praising to the point of you are already flattering this person. So the motive becomes, well, bad. No? The, 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 poor, the, the, the motive becomes not good. So he who blesses his friend with a loud voice excessively Early in the morning, early in the morning, so meaning not in the right time, out of timing, maling timing, wrong timing. Uh, early in the morning, why? Early in the morning, maybe that person is still asleep. Or that person is maybe brushing his or her teeth or taking a shower or preparing a meal. And then you're out there already, no? Uh, giving this, this mga praises of flattery. Why? Because it will be reckoned as a curse to him. So instead of being a blessing, uh, your praise becomes a curse. Why? Because it's done out of wrong motive. So the question is, when would a blessing be a curse? It says here, a blessing can be a curse when it is done wrong. Uh, initially, it's good. No? Initially, it's, it's like a, a good uh, praise or maybe a good uh, rendering of this person or something na, na, na tama, okay naman, wala namang problem. Uh, you're being helpful. Okay? But the problem is the motive says there one must be sincere. So it talks of a motive that is insincere. Maybe you are just flattering this person and uh, this person is very easily flattered naman. And so out of that, uh, what happens is maybe you're doing this so that you can get something out of this person. Maybe to win his favor or maybe you are asking for a favor. And so your praising now, your blessing now, your helping now is now done in bad faith. No? Not being done in, in good. No? It is done wrong. So one must be sincere, the motive, and be aware of the timing of the blessing. No? Yung timing, importante then. No? So... It's, it's, it's good to, to praise people, 
No, if it is deserving of that person, no, we congratulate someone who deserves to be congratulated. No, so when someone achieves something, we we are happy for them. We praise even God for them because we acknowledge that it is God who allows this in the first place. So there's nothing wrong with praising. It's, there's not there's nothing wrong with with extending our 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 respect. And our praises, but if it is done wrong, then it's not good. So excessive praise—that's the idea of of giving a blessing with a loud voice. Excessive praise is not always good. Why? Because, well, the the question is, what's your motive? Again, if that person deserves to be praised, then well and good. But if there's nothing to praise about, then I believe we should be moderate as well. Or maybe there's something that we can, we can do about. Therefore, blessings must be done right. Uh, blessings must be done right. I think I believe the context of this is in how we conduct ourselves in the context of our words. There's a time to uh, encourage. There's also a time to be quiet. There's a time to, uh, to, to give praise. And there's also a time to rebuke. Or a time to correct. Or a time to just listen. And to just be with that person. It's not always uh, praising with a loud voice. And so as a final challenge, I hope and I pray that we continue to meditate and reflect on this throughout the week. As a final challenge, not only to you, but also to me personally, because this also speaks, uh, God also speaks to me in a personal way. Next slide. As we conclude and as we end, uh, let me share this final challenge with you that we are to be this kind of wise Christian friend uh, to express, to model, to live out this kind of wise Christian friend. Okay? A friend who loves at all times yet becomes a brother whenever there's adversity. A friend who influences another person positively, uh, uh, biblically. And also someone who sharpens another person as he is sharpened. And then being good neighbors, knowing limits, knowing the boundaries. And then uh, being a blessing and not a curse. Uh, knowing how to be a blessing, timing and the right opportunity. And so we are to be these kinds of uh, a friend to others. Uh, that's a challenge not only for you but also for me. And so that in the end, our friendships, the friendships that we build together as a community gives honor and glory to God. And so that's a challenge that our friendship be glorifying to God. So let's reflect whether we have these this friendships that we are building with one another and we are this kind of person, and it is glorifying the Lord.
So shall we all stand and close? Heavenly Father, we thank you for giving us these practical truths, these guidelines out of the book of wisdom. That whenever we take heed, whenever we listen and obey and apply in our personal lives, we will experience peace, harmony, joy, blessings upon blessings. And more than that, we become a blessing. And in the end, the sum totality of all is to give you glory and give you honor. And so we are thankful, Lord, for giving us these truths that we have heard today on how to be a wise Christian friend. Lord, it is my personal prayer. It is also my prayer for one another, especially those who are listening, whether here or in the social media, maybe right now or even later, that we become this kind of friend who is not only wise, but it is also Christian. A friend who is grounded on a relationship with you and grounded on your word. As we reflect, Lord, on the foundation, the two foundations, a house that is built on a sand and a house that is built on a solid rock. We remember Christ being the solid rock, the true strong foundation. And in this context, the foundation of our friendship. We know for sure that even when the storms, the strong winds, the strong rains would come, we are secured our friendship, our relationship with one another is secured. So the context is that of being grounded in you and being grounded in your word. And so we become wise. We become a wise friend to someone. And so we pray, Lord, that you mold us to become this kind of person that you will and want for us to be. We desire, Lord, to be this kind of friend to another person. A friend who loves at all times, yet becomes a brother and a sister in times of troubles and times of adversity, times of trials and temptations and difficult situations. A positive influencer, someone who sharpens another as we are being sharpened as well. A friend who knows our limits and our boundaries, and a friend who praises and blesses timely. And so we thank you for your example, Jesus, your unconditional love, your being a brother to us, especially during times of trouble, and for you sharpening us, teaching us, molding us. Holy Spirit, we acknowledge your great role in this triangular relationship with another person. 
in the context of family, our spouse, our husband and our wife, or with our children, or with a special someone, and even beyond going out to fellowship. As you have described the church, it is a fellowship of believers, your body, working, praying for one another, hand in hand, helping one another, encouraging one another, teaching one another, yet also correcting and rebuking out of love, out of respect, and out of care and concern. So, Lord, help us in this aspect of our personal lives, being a friend to another. Continue to teach us throughout the week as we continue to read the Bible, your very words, as you continue to instruct us. Lord, give us opportunities to be this kind of friend, a wise Christian friend. Not for ourselves, not for our own sakes, but for your honor and your glory alone. So that in the end, it is you who is lifted up, it is you who is glorified, it is you who is honored and praised. Pray for my brothers and sisters. Some of them are sick. Some of them are tired. Or they are representing a loved one who is sick, who is in need. We ask for your provision, Lord. Your provision of finances. Your provision of protection. Your provision of good health. Your provision of peace and harmony and joy. I pray, Lord, we pray that you continue to teach us and reveal yourself in a special way. We pray for our community. We pray that you give us opportunities to be this kind of person to our community. Throughout this week, Lord, may we be sensitive to your leading. Speak to us. Give us opportunities to be this kind of person that you want us to be. And as we go out from this place, allow us to receive your blessings so that we can channel this out to others. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. God bless us all. See you again next week.